Hey everyone, welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I'm a psychologist, a sex and intimacy coach, an accredited advanced GSRD therapist through Pink Therapy. And I have spent the last 33 years or so helping people to create and maintain meaningful relationships with sizzling sex without shame. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time on this podcast. And this week, the letter is S. And S is for senses, sensuality, and sensory deprivation. So um, this came up when I was having a conversation with um, some folks during a Facebook Live about The things that arouse us and the things that um, trip our triggers. And I've I've spoken about this before. Um, Our biggest erogenous zone is our brain. Uh, Arousal starts in the mind before anything else. But of course, all of our senses are rooted through our brains as well. And we have each of us often senses that I would call our preferential senses. Um, Each of us has senses we prefer to experience through and senses that we learn best through. So um, a lot of what we see, and you even hear it in my language, (coughs) excuse me, when I say a lot of what we see um, is visual. Visual sense is the primary sense for many, many people. Uh, But for some of us, Uh, While visuals can be important, our primary senses uh, are different. Now, for me, for example, um, my sense of smell is really my primary sense in many situations. Uh, So much so that if uh, something smells um, delicious, that will really draw me. And if something smells bad, um, that will turn me off on a very deep level. Also, certain things can trigger you. Um, we, our sensory memory and our memory of smells is so intense that it is often a smell that will trigger off a trauma memory. And it's also often a smell that will trigger off a positive memory. Um, so my sense of smell is so important and so sensitive to me that I actually ended a relationship on the basis of my sense of smell. I was engaged to somebody and I just could not get past the way he smelled. Um, Now, people laugh when I tell the story and they think, oh, my God, you know, was he unclean or, you know, was his hygiene bad? Was his clothing not clean? You know, what was it about him um, that caused him to smell? But the thing is, it wasn't about um, poor hygiene or clothing that wasn't clean. We all have a baseline body scent you know, that is our individual scent. And um, I just couldn't get on with his. I couldn't get on with his. And no amount of cologne covered up that baseline body scent. And it just made me feel awful. And I tried. I tried really hard. And then eventually I had to end the relationship because I couldn't deal with his smell. Conversely, if I get angry at my husband, I don't let him get close to me. Because if he gets close to me and I can smell him, I'll calm down. Because his scent for me is is the scent of home. So it's calming and, and lovely. So those are just some ideas about smell. I mean, think about the things, what your scent profile looks like. What are the things that, um, that move you? What are the smells that move you? What are the smells that trigger disgust? Because disgust is problematic when you're looking at sexual activity. So what are the smells that trigger disgust? What are the smells that trigger desire and deliciousness? So it's about looking at these and trying to figure out, hey, what's going to work best in this situation? And then and part of the reason that we have perfumes and things is about the intensity of our scent memories. Uh, Rosa Dove is a world famous perfumer and um, he's amazing and his scents are incredible. And he talks about creation of scent memories and how important they are. And um, my first year doing A to Z of sex, 
um, before I was with Voice America, um, I he did a the podcast for me for S, which was S's, S was for sensuality, scent and sensuality. And um, if you can go back and, and, and have a listen to that, uh, because it was an amazing conversation with him about the, the, what he thinks is important about scent in, and our, um, our sexual drives and scent in our sexual attraction and also um featured some great scent memories. So scent memory is something that I think about a lot. And one of the things that you can do with a partner is create an erotic scent palette. So you can create things that you, once you know these, this combination of smells is a turn on for you and your lover, you can create that palette so that you can bring it back. You can bring it back when you're away from each other, or you can bring it back when you're hanging out during the day and you can also bring it back in order to revisit that particular memory. So creating that scent palette uh, can be a lot of fun and, and, and lead to some really fun experiences. Uh, then when we look at other senses, for me, the next one is definitely auditory. And the sound of somebody's voice is huge for me. If somebody has a good voice, they can reduce me to a puddle very quickly. So I wonder how many of you find that people's voices really make a difference. I love listening to erotica. I love reading it, but I really love listening to it because it's got that extra dimension of the the tone and timbre of the person's voice. So um, y'all know I wrote uh, Chopping Wood, Shaving Metal, and Other Erotic Stories, and um, I've, I've been working on the audio recording, but I'm, I'm on TikTok. And one of the things I decided to do was issue a challenge over there. So I challenged a bunch of creators to read my work. And then we were all going to vote for the best creators. We wanted to see what was going to work best. And we were going to vote for the best creators. Now, um, really excited to do that. So happy to be doing that. And um, however... It's been really hard to make decisions. We're still running the challenge, so um, you can get in there and listen to it. It's hashtag Notorious Reading Challenge. And it's, um, it's amazing to me. So there are two readers right now within the, within the group of readers, one of whom um, is, is a leather family member of mine, and um, he can read me the phone book, and it'll reduce me to a puddle on the floor. So I love when Shakir Rashan reads his own work because his stuff is hot and spicy and wonderful, but the sound of his voice is enough to make me scream. I love it so much. Okay. So there are some people where that is and Sadistrix was reading um, and oh my God, the, the sound of her voice was just like, ooh, ooh, Right. And that adds an extra layer to things that you're doing when you're focused on sound. So we've got smell, sound, and then sight, of course, and, and you know, the, the visuals of the thirst trap, for example, can bring excitement and add excitement. Um, and, of course, we've got touch, um, which is essential within sensuality and then also within our sexual activity. And taste as well. So I want to invite you to think about which are your strongest senses, order the senses from strongest to least strong. And um, think about it. it. You may discover that it's a different order than you expected it to be. I always find it fascinating when people actually decide to think about this in detail where they discover that actually, no, I didn't know that that was important to me. So think about that. If you're having difficulty, spend 24 hours paying attention to all of your senses to see what sparks first, what sparks second. What are the things you're reaching for? Also, you can listen to the language people use. Sometimes people who are very visual use lots of visual language with visual description. And people who are very auditory will use auditory language. People who are 
gustatory, they like taste, they will often use language around food. I'm, I'm known for calling things delicious. Something is delicious. That revolves around taste and smell, right? If something is delicious. So take the opportunity and have a think about it and do email me about what you find, what you find. Or if you're brave after the break, you can call in and tell me a bit about what you find, which of your senses are the strongest in terms of your erotic map, right? Which, is, which are your strongest senses for your erotic map? Um, and how can you improve access with those? How can you make your sexual experience better because you're using those and you're starting with those? These are things I'd like you to think about as we pause for some words from our sponsors. And we'll be back in a couple of minutes and I'll pick it up there um, where we'll look a bit about um, sensuality and how we combine our senses to be sensual and what that means. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. On Anti-Aging Unraveled, host Dr. Lori Gerber features guests related to the field of integrative medicine and more specifically what she calls deconstructed medicine. Many symptoms that we think of as common and related to the aging process don't have to be issues. If you think outside the common treatment processes, you'll learn that integrative medical technology, new innovations, and natural health can combine to help you age gracefully. Anti-Aging Unraveled. Listen Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. And this week it is senses, sensuality and sensory deprivation. S is for these three things. And we are at part two. So I was talking in the last um, segment about all our senses and, the, and, and having different sense priorities and asking you to think about your sense priorities. Um, at, when it comes to your erotic map, your sense priorities may be different in other areas. For example, your sense priorities may be different when you're talking about learning, right? Or you might be a visual learner, but your erotic map might be predicated on um, uh, olfactory, on your sense of smell. So you don't know. So that's what I was asking you for before the break. So um, let's talk more about um, the art of sensuality. Um, And part of the art of sensuality is um, to be experiencing things in a slow, um, 
measured pace, at a slow measured pace, sensual things should be rich and full and lush and slow. And sensuality takes into account, again, all of our senses. So um, one of the things that I invite people to do is to, to try out some sensuality just on a solo basis by looking at things like the fabrics that you wear. So today I'm, I'm sitting here and I am wearing um, trousers and a tank top made of silk. And the softness of the silk and the, the, the texture, the fullest texture of the silk is just delicious. I love that feeling. And so that's one of the things that you can experiment with is experiment with texture when you're looking at sensuality. I like to get together a box of different textures for sensory play with people. So what sensory play? Sensory play is when you're, you're asking the person to experience different things with different senses. You're asking them to build up these experiences through different senses and sensory play. And sometimes sensory play can just be just that very sensual and enjoyable. And other times sensory play, the, the goal of sensory play is really more about um, uh, overwhelming the person just a little bit. And so um, it, it's about pushing their, their sense of sensation and actually getting them to feel more and more and more quickly. So sometimes um, that is, and that's much more intense. So sometimes that's the goal. So this is something that you want to be thinking about is what's the goal of what you're doing? What's the important bit of what you're doing? Um, are you trying to be sensual? If you're trying to be sensual, then a slow pace and different kinds of touch, measured kinds of touch would bring a sensual feel. Um, are you trying to push people to the bounds, boundaries of sensation? Well, then you're going to have a much more um, forceful uh, set of touches and um, much more intense physical sensations in order to push somebody to those boundaries of sensation. So I've gotten a question here and it's from Jody, and she wants to know what happens when you really push someone to that edge of sensation, when you, when you kind of overload them a little bit, what can happen? Um, so, Jody, that's a great question. It, it depends on the person that you push. So, we're talking about somebody who has a vulva and a clitoris. Um, if, you do, if you push them to the edge of sensation, um, some, and sometimes, commonly, this is done through edging, which is where... Uh, um, you bring a person to the very edge of orgasm and then you pull them back from orgasm and then you bring them to the very edge of orgasm again and then you pull them back from orgasm and you just keep doing this for quite some time until you bring build up this really intense uh, set of sensations and then you let them have an orgasm and the orgasms are usually very intense and and um, very strong uh, because you've you've been edging them, you've been pushing them away from orgasm for so long. So, um, this is one of the things that you can do to test these sorts of things out. Um, so, you can do that as part of sensory play. That's the more, the sharper end of sensory play as opposed to sensual sensory play, which is actually the very relaxed, romantic end of, sens- of sensory sensual play. So fabrics are good. And, and like I was saying earlier, I'm, I like to create um, a fabric box. It's actually not a fabric box. It's a texture box so that I have different toys and different things that I can use on my partner um, to give them a bunch of different sensations. So that might include different sex toys that have different sex toys that have different sensations, right? So if I'm... Um, with um, somebody who has a penis, I might use um, one of the flashlight toys for some one sensation. And one of the um, toys that simulates a blowjob from another scent for another sensation. Um, so 
and um, a regular bullet vibrator that I can use um, on the scrotum and on the perineum and even on the anus. And then maybe I have a, a prostate massager as well. And I'll use all of those for the different sensations that they can provide. And the same is true for somebody who has a vulva that you can do all sorts of things to see what you can bring forth um, for the different sensations that you can provide when working with somebody who has vulva. And that's the fun of playing like this is you get to try all sorts of different things. And then if you're edging them, you're actually pushing them further than they would ordinarily otherwise go. And that can be very exciting for a person. It can be it can be um, intense sometimes as well. So it's important to know what you're doing when you're doing it, because that can be quite intense um, and you may not have expected it to be intense. So you need to be quite careful um, about how you go about Angie, but it can also be a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Okay. So um, let's talk about other types of sensory play or sensation play. Um, Sometimes it's just different textures that are of interest because different textures provide a different sensation. They bring different kinds of pleasure. So I like to create um, and I, I, I have a mobile kit of different textures that I can use. Um, and you can create this for, for very cheaply where you just get different um, fabrics and things like um, some sandpaper. Yes, we use sandpaper um, and um, some um, different kinds of gloves so that you have like a rubber safety glove or um, a tweed glove or something silk. So you can get a whole bunch of different things. And my kit was put together while visiting my local DIY store um, and use that in order to create these sensations. Or you can actually buy some specialist gear. Um, Leather gloves are fantastic to create some sensations. So you can try different kinds of leather gloves. Um, which will provide different textures. Um, You can also get things like vampire gloves, which have little spikes in them. And those can be used to cause pain, but they can also be used for straightforward sensation play. Uh, Floggers that have fur as part of them can be used for sensation play where you dangle it above them. Feathers is another one. Um, There are a variety of toys that you can use for sensation play to create sensations. Things like the Wartenberg wheel, which is a a tool that's actually used for neurological exams. But it so it's got this wheel of spikes, right? And you can roll it over somebody or tap somebody with it. And depending on where you roll it over and the congregation of nerves is what kind of a sensation the person's going to have. So there's things like that. Um, Some people use stainless steel claws. Other people just use their own fingernails. So the the key to good sensation play is to make sure that A, you start slow and you build up. I'm going to say it again. To make sure you start slow and you build up. So you want to amplify. So you start with gentle things and gentle sensations. And keep in mind, if we're talking about sensory play, we may well be talking about um, different kinds of um, sen- different senses, sorry, so that we may well be talking about um, what music we play or the volume of the music we play as part of the sensory play. Um, and so you want to start light and, and build, start light and build. So any kind of very jagged or intense sensations shouldn't happen until the building part. You might want to incorporate edging, which means you'll tell the person they're not allowed to have an orgasm until you say. You might not. You might want to see what makes them come. And, and, and remember, if something does, you want to pay attention to that because it's something you're probably going to want to use again. What is it that brings them pleasure? So that can all be a lot of fun to do. Um, Good sensation play involves different kinds of sensation and a reasonable rhythm. I want to address rhythm for a minute because rhythm is actually quite important when people are working to get their bodies towards an orgasm. It's funny that people don't realize this, but it is. I mean, one of the most annoying things that you can do to a lover, particularly um, 
a, a person who's got a clitoris, one of the absolute most annoying things that you can do is to vary your rhythm and pressure when they are close to orgasm. It's fine to vary your rhythm and pressure and experiment all over the place while they are not yet close to orgasm. But when you get to that place where they're really, really close, you need to stay steady and do exactly the same thing over and over again. If you don't, if you vary it, you'll find you end up with a very frustrated person because you may make it impossible for them to actually reach the orgasm, to actually go over the edge and drive them crazy. And so what you're doing is you're winding them up, you're winding them up, you're arousing them, but you're giving them no release. So it's really important to pay attention to these things. You may want to give them no release. And if that's the case, that's, that's fine. But if you do want to give them release, then you really need to pay attention to these things. So when we come back after this break, um, I want to talk some about sensory deprivation and the different kinds of sensory deprivation in the next segment. We'll see you after uh, some words from our sponsors, and that'll be in a couple of minutes. Take care. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, clinical trials, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and wellness. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. America Health and Wellness. On Anti-Aging Unraveled, host Dr. Lori Gerber features guests related to the field of integrative medicine and more specifically what she calls deconstructed medicine. Many symptoms that we think of as common and related to the aging process don't have to be issues. If you think outside the common treatment processes, you'll learn that integrative medical technology, new innovations, and natural health can combine to help you age gracefully. Anti-Aging Unraveled. Listen Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the A to Z of Sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. 
This week it is S is for senses, sensuality, and sensory deprivation. So um, before the break, we were talking about sensuality. And I did say that we would talk a bit about um, sensory deprivation after this break. So um, why do sensory deprivation? Well, sensory deprivation uh, can intensify the senses that you've got and the things that you are able to use. And um, can make, can cause you to completely focus down onto the senses. And it is, um, it can be actually a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, Some people find it a bit frightening. So it is, it's definitely important to be really clear um, what you're doing and get really clear consent. Make sure that um, if you're going to do this with somebody that you uh, explore triggers with them and you explore what they might need to be back into um, the room with you and to feel better. Um, sensory deprivation, originally some of the techniques were developed by armed forces within NATO as a means of interrogating prisoners, um, but within keeping within treaty obligations. And um, it, you know, the European Court of Human Rights takes a dim view of some of these uh, these methods of work. Um, sensory deprivation is when we deliberately reduce or remove stimuli from one of the senses or more of the senses. Now, complete sensory deprivation usually is is it's isolation, right? Um, people may have heard about flotation chambers or sensory depri- deprivation chambers where people go in and um, they relax within the flotation space um, and uh, let their minds run free. So some people really enjoy that. Um, but that's full deprivation. You can go from full deprivation to things like blindfolds, okay, which is very light deprivation or hoods, which cuts out even more ability to see and, and the ability to see light um, a little bit stronger or and earmuffs. You can cut off hearing um, and you can get more complex. Um, so you can get things that will help you reduce the feeling of gravity, right? Um, short-term sessions of sensory deprivation are described as relaxing and they can help with meditation. Extended uh, sensory deprivation can result in hallucinations, bizarre thoughts, and high levels of anxiety and depression. But you wouldn't expect that to be the case when you're using this as a sexual technique and for sexual play, because you're not going to be leaving the person alone for all that long, if at all. Okay, so... um, It's, I mean, it's a lot of fun. What I recommend when people are starting with this is that they actually start with very simple things like a blindfold. They start with a blindfold and not a blindfold that cuts out all light. So they can't see anything, but they can see a little light to start with. That's the most gentle way to initiate sensory deprivation. Um, And so if you have somebody who is slightly who is slightly or very anxious about doing this, this is the way of making sure that you don't overwhelm them. So that's where I would start. Um, It's a good thing to combine with sensation play, right? So you take away somebody's sight and you combine that with um, touching them in various places and whispering in their ear and running a feather over them and, and creating different sensations in their other senses to see how they respond and how they react. And if you do this in a practiced in a concerted manner with a with a good structure and a build towards a crescendo, you can really work this into um, an, an amazing sexual experience and build it um, into an exciting release. So that's when you take your time and you've actually carefully constructed and you're other times people like to look at someone's reactions. 
as they design what they're going to do to engage in sensory deprivation. Like I said, you really need to get clear consent from people and you need to make sure that you know the kinds of things that trigger them and whether or not they're going to be okay with things. Some people, when you take away their ability to to see and feel and hear where they are, they're petrified. They can't locate themselves in space. It's really frightening. For other people, it's not such a big deal. Um, I would ask you to think about what people have already uh, when they have difficulties and disabilities related to their senses. For example, uh, if you wear glasses, how do you feel when you are unable to wear your glasses and you're unable to see? Um, Some people who wear glasses, it's just slightly blurry. What about if you wear strong glasses and you really can't see your hand two feet in front of your face? So you could think about that. And so you can do sensory deprivation in a very simple manner. When you have somebody with sensory dis- uh, disabilities, you can take somebody's glasses in order to do sensory deprivation, obviously with consent. Um, if you've got somebody who needs hearing aids, again, you know, talk to people about how do they feel when they can't hear. Now, if, uh, there are some environments that my hearing aids don't don't really work terribly well in, so I won't wear them um, because if, if it's an environment that's relatively noisy, the hearing aid doesn't really easily um, separate the background noise from the noise I want to hear. I mean, it does some in certain environments, but not in others. So frequently, I won't have my hearing aids in there, and that's difficult because it's already a place where it's difficult for for hearing people to hear and I've got a disability there but I will still not wear my hearing aids. So people people can easily walk up on me when I don't have my hearing aids in because I will not hear them behind me. And that's really frightening when they walk up on me and I do not, you know, one minute they're not there and the next minute they are. So that's something that somebody could play with with me um, in a sensual environment for um, a little bit of, um, you know, kind of sexual excitement and play, but it's something that we'd have to plan very carefully so that I didn't have the response of freaking out that they walked up on me and then not being able to enjoy the experience. So you can get an idea of what it's like if you do have some deficits, some sensory deficits already. Taking away the sense of smell can be really intense and really off-putting for some people. So there's a lot here that you can do that isn't very uh, traumatizing in and of itself and that if you handle properly can be very pleasurable without being um, terribly difficult to approach. If you have not had experience having a a detailed consent conversation with a negotiation to do things like this, you need to make sure that you get the skills before you try and do something like this. This needs quite a detailed conversation before it's going to be acceptable. So that's an important thing to remember when you're doing stuff like this. Sometimes you can use sensory deprivation in order to heighten the tension and also in order to heighten fear. And if you're doing a particular BDSM scene, that can be pretty exciting as well. Again, this has to be so well negotiated and you have to make sure you really know about the person that you're playing with or the people that you're playing with so that you're not in a situation where you're triggered and nobody knows how to bring you back into the room. So it's important that you're really clear um, before you do anything like this. So things like sometimes people do abduction scenes. Hoods can be really fun and exciting. I know that I'm somebody who um, who hoods, thick hoods are, fr- are, are really frightening to me. So that's something that I have to ease into. Um, and I have to really trust the people that I'm, I'm choosing to be with if, to allow that because they freak me out something fierce. So that's important information that you need to have if you're going to design uh, a, a scene. Um, so that's one of the things that, that you need to think about if you're going to use sensory deprivation in order to heighten things in a more intense way, in a, in a spicier way, as opposed to heightening the focus of sensation in a more gentle way. Um, uh, people will know about restaurants in which um, in which they uh, – 
eat in the dark because the idea is to take away your your, vis- your visual sense and to have you eat without knowing what it is you're putting in your mouth based on what you can see. And that can be a really interesting experience. If you haven't tried it, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It will teach you how much of what you end up tasting and how much of your, your enjoyment is is tied into your visual. So for some people, that's going to be a lot. For other people, it's not going to be a lot. For some people, if you screw with their visual sense, they, they lose their appetite entirely. So that's another one that can be a lot of fun to play with. A lot of fun to play with. Okay, so we're a couple of minutes from break again, believe it or not. In the last segment, um, I want to talk some more about um, sensuality. And I want to talk about using sensory play and sensual play um, when you've had problems connecting sexually with your partner and uh, and how this can be useful and help provide a reset. So when I get back uh, after some words from our sponsors, that's what we'll be covering in the last segment. Don't forget, you can either call in with your questions or you can email in um, with your questions and I will be happy to answer them before the end. Um, the only silly question is the one that you haven't asked. I'll see you in a couple of minutes after the sponsors. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. There is a difference in health and wellness programs. There can be mainstream programs, and then there is something extra. That something extra is called tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper. If you want to hear some behind-the-scenes talk radio when it comes to health and wellness, the why as well as the how, be sure to tune in each week. This show will inspire you to be healthy and happy for life as well as become the best version of yourself. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. And today it is S is for senses, sensuality, and sensory deprivation. And this is the final part of the show. Before the break, I said we would talk about um, the uses of sensuality and um, sensation play in order to help people reconnect sexually and help people deal with issues that arise from maybe having difficulty um, with their physical sexual connection. So uh, when there are lots of problems with um, penis and vagina intercourse, sometimes when people go to therapy, they will, um, the therapist will help them 
learn to reset by engaging differently um, with sensations. So Masters and Johnson's created a, a technique called sensate focus, which works by teaching the person to refocus on your own perception and sensuality instead of being goal-oriented, so being focused on penetrative sex and being focused on on your genitals and your orgasm, right? So it is um, made up of a bunch of exercises which are really very focused on you getting in touch with your sensory perceptions and sensuality. And um, in the exercises, people are nude. And these are usually done at home, by the way. And, And they will touch each other during the exercises, but they're also asked to avoid penis and vagina sex or any goal-oriented genital sex during or close to these sessions. Right. So the idea is that you focus on your sensory experience, but not on trying to perform or on orgasm. So really important to be present and you want to be present. So you're touching in a present way um, and you're not worried about your own sexual response. And you're not worrying about your partner's sexual response. And oftentimes, the, the first set of exercise will be like you can touch everything but breasts and genitals. And then um, you, you can move on to contact with the, with the breasts, um, contact with kissing, things like that. What we want is to lower the pressure on people that sometimes gets in the way of being able to have good sex, lower the performance pressure and bring it back to what you can feel because that's what it is about. So bring it back to what you can feel so that you can do this in a formal manner using the formal exercises, or you can be more informal. I um, will often tell couples who have been arguing about sex that, I'll send them home and tell them um, you're not allowed to have sexual contact in the next week. Um, what, what I'd like you to do is the only thing you're allowed to do is kiss. Or I might say you can't have any sexual contact at all, but you can give each other a massage. And I might ask them to focus on how uh, their partner feels under their fingers and um, the heat and the texture of their partner's skin and muscles and bone and have the partner focus on the different feelings coming from their partner's hands. So it is very much a reset to get us to really be focused and in touch with what our senses, the joys our senses bring us. Sometimes I enjoy having people have a mindful and conscious meal, a present and conscious meal where you are feeding each other and you are fully tasting what you're eating and you are enjoying the textures of what you're eating and you're eating slowly and you're enjoying the sensuality of that. Or um, taking a shower together and um, using a nice thick, th- thick shower gel as well, um, washing each other's hair and enjoying the differences in textures and temperature that go with that. Sex toys can be very useful when you're doing sensual play as well. So again, you're not going for like, you're not going hard for an orgasm here. You know, you don't want the biggest, strongest wand, but you do want to use the different sex toys to see what different sensations they can give you on different parts of your body. And pay attention to that and pay attention to your partner exploring in that way. And hopefully your partner's exploring in detail so you can create this sensory experience together. I also think it's really useful for people, just like with presencing, anchoring experiences are great to help people um, to bring themselves into a comfortable place in the present where they feel good and safe by drawing on anchors that they've created, anchors of times that are good 
anchors cover sensory experiences and memories that um, help them anchor into the good feelings and the good times. And so that's also another thing that you can do with this, which is because you're focusing on each sense um, maybe one at a time, you can create anchor scripts so that you have some things to work through when time gets stressful. So that is quite a useful way of doing this as well. So um, that those are oh, those are my main tips for this. Look, it's about enjoying. That's why I'm saying you want to slow the pace down. You know, you can be rough, and then you can be smooth, and that the best sensory play and, and is done with both. Um, so. If you missed the party last week, we had a blast. The next uh, virtual play party is coming up on the 3rd of July. The tickets are already on sale, and we have early bird tickets for sale. Um, Early bird tickets are good until we run out of them. So um, we've got regular early bird tickets for £15 a piece. Um, so you're saving five pounds a ticket, and we've got regular VIP tickets, uh, sorry, early bird VIP tickets at 82 pounds a piece. So again, you're saving five pounds a piece. The VIP package is great, and uh, and it includes, oh my God, it includes a snack box with all sorts of different interesting nibbles, and maybe even uh, a toy or something to help you egg on the people that you are watching. So yes, um, very exciting. Do not miss it. So the next party is on the 3rd of July, and it will, again, start at 10 p.m. UK time, 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific. Um, Also coming up, uh, there will be a class on risk assessment. We don't have the exact date yet, but that one's coming up. And finally, I have introduced uh, a new package in my on my website where I will create bespoke and semi-bespoke erotica for the people you love, you or for you, depending. So you can purchase a PDF, downloadable PDF, or you can purchase a downloadable video. Um, and there are a variety of prices depending on how many items, um, how many things you want to, to prescribe for me to do, and how many items. And uh, this will be an original story just for you. Uh, I will reserve the copyright um, and change the name so that I can, in fact, publish it again later in a collection. But the story is being written for you. It's not the same story for everyone. So um, there are lots of fun. Do go check it out on my website, um, which is drlauriebethbisbee.com. And if you just go into the shop, that'll tell you about that. If you want tickets for the event, you just go into um, the event page and the tickets are right there. Now, I'm enjoying the beginning of summer, and I hope you are too. I'm not enjoying the heat, but uh, I am enjoying the sunshine. I hope you have a great week. Do be safe, but have a lot of fun. And I will see you next week when the letter will be T. That's all for me for now. <laughs> 